Welcome to the wandering musings of AJ and A-Ray. Two Mamas After Dark. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome back. How is everyone? I'm How are good. you? How are you? I'm good. I just realized I sniffled. Sorry, Spot. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like it when we sniffle. So, but it's become a thing where, like, yesterday to prove a point, I go, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and then the boys started doing it. And I was like, oh dear, <laughs> what have I started? <laughs> just doing it to get under your nerves. Just a little special treat for you anything. there, buddy. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> and he just had that look like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, how was your week? Good. Uh, productive, yet not productive. Busy, but not busy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I'm still playing catch up. I will probably be play- play- playing catch up for like six more months. That's okay. That's life. Yeah. So I don't really think about it anymore. I'm just like, okay, what do I have to do today? <laughs> Where's my end goal, right? The big goals, but like, okay, where, yep. where does it fit now? And I now I'm going to think about every time I sniffle. Because <laughs> I just did it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, it's cold, okay? It's cold down here, yeah. It's not as cold as it's been. No. He'll just have to live with it. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> it's time to spill the tea. What are you thinking? What are you drinking? It's all right. It's all right. What you drinking? Do you remember? Yeah, um, tea. Lemon. You camp. made me a tea. Yeah, she's her tummy has <laughs> been a little. I woke up. My stomach was not feeling good. Sad. Yes. So it's the lemon chamomile honey. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing. We're not allowed to. <laughs> and I just did it. <laughs> We're just doing all the things to get on his nerves today. <laughs> Sorry. Love you. That, that's how we're showing I love. Yeah. We're, well, we're at least noticing that we're doing it. <laughs> Step one, right? Recognition. Yes. Yeah. And then it has that uh, biofilm tea in it. Yes. That detox tea in it. Yep. I thought maybe it would help. Yeah, I walked into her kitchen and I had the sad face on my leg. I need something for my tummy. <laughs> Yeah, so we got that going. And then I have a sweet chamomile, loose leaf one. Hers is packets, which I some people don't like having the packets. They are like, oh, you have to have loose teeth. And I'm like, tea is tea. I like the packets. To me, it's less messy. Yeah, especially if you're but... going to work or you're on the go or you're super busy. Pop it in. Loose leaf. It works really well with, like, the individual size of one I have. Mm-hmm. But... If you're brewing it for, like, a huge pot, it makes it harder, I think. I, I'm i the only one in my house that drinks a lot of tea, so I don't usually have to make a pot of tea. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's sweet chamomile, loose leaf, and then the same detox tea, but it's the first time that I've gotten a loose leaf of it. Interesting. Yeah. It tastes good. I. I didn't taste Can you anything. tell a difference on that? Is it the same brand of the 
No. Detox? So it's a different no, brand. No, it's okay. a different brand. This so is far, organic. do you like it? Or do you have a preference? Well, this is my first time. So you haven't tried it yet? I just got it before before the weekend. Oh. And then we had the show Friday. And then we had the show, the matinee and evening show yesterday. So this is your truly first time trying it. But, I mean, it didn't taste weird when I that's just good. took a sip. So there you go. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. Let's listen to some musings, quotes, poems, short stories, inspirational, uplifting news, and of course, hippy dippy astrology. While we're chit chatting about our spilling the tea, I have some musings for us. And as I don't think I've actually said it out loud, but I'm an aspiring writer. I want to write things and I do write things. I've been working on it. Mm-hmm. AJ knows this. Um, but it's a goal for me to like do some children's books and um, just other fun books. I love fantasy and I love historical fiction. And so it would probably be something in that sphere of things. Um, who knows? I, I'm just on the ride of life, but. Anyways, my quote, my poem, I I wrote again, um, and it's entitled Anger. This anger I feel inside, I cannot seem to hide. Why such anger, I ask? My life is happy, are my thoughts. Yet anger boils in the depths of my soul. Superficial tiffs seem to make me explode. What is my problem? I exclaim as I implode. A moment of silence may set me free. Yes, a time to quiet my heart and feel out this pain so deep within me. Were you angry when you wrote that? I wasn't angry, per se. I had ragey feelings, but I didn't have a reason to be angry. Which is why I was like, I don't know. What's my problem? Like, I can feel that. In, in you know? Poem. Yeah. But then I realized it wasn't anger. It was pain. And I think sometimes, at least for me, when I'm angry, when I get frustrated and rage, so to speak, and I realize I'm mild rage to compare to other people but um well it hurts my heart for number one because I don't like to be that way but number two it's not usually that I'm angry with or it might have like something like I'm upset about but not like angry and there's usually an other thing to it and then I realized like my body was hurting and it was around the woman's time of month and and I was, you know, feeling the loss of my grandma because I'm coming up to her, her anniversary of her death. And I had pain and that was the anger and frustration that was coming out, you know. So that's where yeah. that came from. <laughs> I I really like that and I appreciate the I don't want to say simplicity, but it's the simplicity of the poem and yet the 
compassion and I can feel the hurt and the the pain, like you said, the pain in, in the words. And I think we all can relate to why am I so angry? My I, my life's good. What what do I have to be angry about right now? But yeah, it's it's the pain that's coming out and all these just little things that are boiling up and presenting as anger. And it's just something that kind of sets you off. Yeah. You're just like, oh, well, that, I was I was more angry than I should have been about this. I <laughs> was an overreaction. <laughs> um, yeah, no, poor, poor spot had the brunt of that one. That's what he's here for, I guess. Poor guy. I did apologize. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. Okay, I don't feel trusted. He gets it. It was like something over the theater, and I was just like, why am I so mad? It's not a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine now. It's it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's just, oh, I need to take a moment and say, okay, what's my problem? <laughs> and yeah, this came up because I've been trying to write something at least every day. I've had like two days that I was just too busy. I couldn't do it. Like I didn't have time to sit and pull myself out that's okay but I found just like with doing artwork and stuff like that it pulls me out and it makes me stop and it makes me as we talked about before I think I have ADHD (laughs) or at least a, a minor portion of that I'm not quite sure which one but um it it makes my brain like stop and focus when I sit and have to not have to, but sit and write and have to think of the words and what words. And and it's reminded me that I do actually love words because I'm always like, oh, words, because my brain and my mouth sometimes misfire. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm trying to say to people. <laughs> but I was like, I do love words. I love how and I this is something that I learned when I was learning Portuguese. Like, I love being able to find the exact word. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, what what am I trying to say? Oh, I'm I'm trying to say this specific word. Not this one that's really close to the meaning, but this one. You know, it's just, it's fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So if you have angry feelings, look at them and say if it maybe is something else going on. Is it stress? Is it pain? Is it that you truly are angry? <laughs> And what you can do about it. You don't have to sit with that heavy emotion because it's draining. Anger is draining. Pain is draining. But to have both of that going on, you know, you have to suss it out, so to speak. That's my thoughts. I appreciate those thoughts. My uh, hippy-dippy astrology is actually... um, because I have been so busy, it was how I'm, I think it was maybe the 24th, on the 24th, this last week, I looked up in the sky, and there was that big bright moon, and I was like, yeah, that's right, the full moon is tonight until tomorrow, and it just made me think of our, you know, hippy dippies before moments, and um, it it reminded me to stop and and to look up and to acknowledge something that I have previously looked at and 
look at the beauty of it. I always look at the beauty of the moon, but it just hit me in a good way. Like a good reminder. I totally miss the moon. I I don't go outside at night very often. <laughs> so I totally missed it. Dang it. Um, I'm spoiled, though. I live pretty close to the mountain over here. And then my bathroom looks out because we're up on the top floor of our house. And so it looks out over our yard, our backyard and side part with the mountain and then you can see the moon always and so I always look out my my back window um to see those things I I get cool pictures I probably should show more often (laughs) of things I share it with you and I share it with Nettie to share pictures way more way more but I've also gotten a lot busier yeah you're you're way busier now with life so So I gotta find like I gotta gotta prioritize my life a little bit better (laughs) I think I'm doing better than I was, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, just take a moment and actually when you're researching something, when you're looking at something um, and you put it in your, like the nuggets of learning in your mind, just seeing, oh, hey, that's the recognition and then seeing the beauty of it was beautiful. Um. So that's my my hippy dippy moment. I think that's a good reminder for us all. Because I know I don't slow down and well, I do sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> yeah. And take in the beauty of what's around us. Because you see them even in cities. Oh, like we the have beautiful a great, trees. We have a great and... view of, you know, the stars and the moon. And had I looked outside i would have seen it had i been outside i would have seen it i just i just don't go outside at night very often it's cold i don't go outside at night yeah i don't have a reason to go outside at night anymore so (laughs) unless i pick you up and take you to a concert that's true (laughs) i'll plan it on a full moon no shit (laughs) (laughs) well any aspiring or fun news um so i found or we found a article and it's so cute it is about a i just sniffled again oh i'm so self-conscious about it now right Look what I'm you've done, like, spot. i like my tea thing i was ringing that i was like oh dear um it's about a hundred year old veteran of world war ii he's walked it's so cute he's walked hundreds of miles around his garden to raise money for charity every day rain or shine he hasn't missed a day and he's in the uk right uh yes cool. he is or does it say where in the uk i don't think it does just in the uk um but yes so he hasn't missed a day and he just started during the lockdown so this started in 2020? 2020. It's been four years now. He just started walking around his garden. Um, and he has done, with his little walker, his little picture of him. <clears throat> we'll share He's the link. <laughs> uh, he has so far 
walked with his little walker total of 661 miles, equating to 41,550 laps around his garden, which is so cute. That's cute. And he has, and he's been raising money for charity, and he has raised over 43,000 pounds in just under four years. And he had a friend who um, matched him, right? When he reached 10,000 pounds, a friend doubled it. That's so cool. Um, And he said, I thought this was so cute. He said, it's the walking that keeps me fit. I previously broke my back in three places, but my ankles, knee joints, and hips are perfect. I walk in the morning after breakfast in whatever weather. You have to have the determination to get up and go. That is so important. Yeah. That was so cute. Makes me think, what's my excuse? Right? I'm like, okay, so what's wrong with walking around the yard? <laughs> he did it. Yeah, you can come walk my yard with me. Yeah, you got a big yard. It's a big one. <laughs> uh, he didn't have to go very far. No, just right outside his house. And if you're in an apartment, you can go up and down stairs. Yeah. Which there's I don't literally like stairs, no excuse, but you know, yeah. And it's that was so cute and inspiring. And I like the fact that he's doing it for his benefit, right? Mm-hmm. To go out and get moving, but also to help his community and give to charities. That's that's the coolest part. Mm-hmm. So he's a great example. Yeah. Splish splash, we're diving into the main topic. All right. So on to our main topic. We're going to dive right in. Let's do it. Um, loving yourself, the art of body positivity. So I wanted to throw out a couple of words and we can kind of explore them. I'm sure you have more. Um, but body positivity, which is in our title. Body neutral, fat acceptance, fat pride, fat liberation. Those are some terms I came across. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It was an interesting topic. Where I went. I don't know where you went on yours. <laughs> this is... This topic could go many, oh, many different yeah, ways. Absolutely. And it can be we recognize that this could be triggering for some. Yeah. And we want to go into this topic with that warning. Yes. That this absolutely. could be triggering. And even for us, just us too, it could be triggering. Right. Um but we felt, I felt, that this is a topic that should be addressed so that people know that they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And to not only bring awareness to it, but to, to know that you're not alone in this in, in struggles with body positivity. I think also and, healing, right? Because yes. we're going into the shadows. Mm-hmm. And we're bringing them to light. And when we do that, we don't feel it's for anything. If you are embarrassed or whatever um, about certain things, if you bring them to light, they don't have as much power. If you leave them in the shadows and in the deep darkness and we don't face them, then they we can't heal. We can't heal if 
we don't bring it forward. It's just like what we were talking about. The first part, part is recognizing, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's doing something about it. If you can. Sometimes you can't and you have to just be okay with you how you are. Exactly. Whether it's because of medications you're taking or, um, you know, loss of use of particular body parts and things like that. Um, I think it's really important. So I'm going to say that I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone in this world at some point in our life, whether past, right now, or in the future, will have an issue with our body appearance. Whether it is... And... I put it down this way. It seems to be one of those passages we, as a modern human family, must go through, like birth and death. Um, Whether it is the shape that we are, the size that we are, the height that we are, the structure of our bodies. I'm going to dare and say the color of our skin, our age. Maybe we think we're too young for something. Maybe we think we're too old for something. Um, maybe we watch ourselves in the mirror and we see the aging in our bodies and we're just like, oh, I don't want to do this um, and so forth. I, th- I think we as a human family are always going to have to go through that obstacle, that passageway. I don't want to say it's an obstacle. I just that passageway of learning to love ourselves no matter and it's something that is evolving. I don't think it's ever where you're like, okay, I love myself and I'm fine for the rest of my life. I think it's each stage that we go through, each um, milestone that we hit, each step that we take. It's something that is going to be there that we have to be, okay, today I choose to love myself. Or, okay, today I choose to love myself enough to do something about X, Y, Z. Exactly. And I think for a long time, I always thought of body positivity and loving yourself and all that. I always associated it with people who were being, I hate to use this word, but people who were being fat shamed almost or on the bigger side and all that but then I've learned through the years excuse me that people who are super skinny oh yeah are both ways just as unhappy with themselves I've known people who are that's just who they are. They're super skinny and they can't help it. You know, that's just the way they they either metabolism or or they're sick or or whatever their circumstances are, and they are they're not happy with it. They yeah. hate that. And they can't love themselves because of the way they look or the way they view themselves. and they and and they struggle with that or they have you know eating disorders or whatnot. And yeah, and so it's really opened my eyes as an adult that 
it can go both ways. Absolutely. And they get excluded too. Yeah. Oh, well, you're too pretty or you're too... There's nothing wrong with you. Thin, you're, so you're perfect. I don't want to hang out with you or whatever mm. kind of situation. And then they get ostracized and then mm. they just try to seek a group that they can be a part of. It goes both ways, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if everybody realizes this. No, that. I don't think they do. Because I think as a society, I'm talking the big general picture, um, we have learned and have been conditioned that there's a certain body type that's supposed to be, and anything close to that, they're fine. They don't have care in the world. If they look like that, if they have whatever um, going for them in that way, then they're fine. But human beings, we're, we're layered so much. You can't, mental health, all of those other things are in there. And that's something that isn't taught or isn't conditioned, unfortunately. When I was researching body positivity, and to go along with that, when I was researching it, it's it's the movement that grew out of the fat acceptance movement of the 1960s. Again, it's associated with fat acceptance. What about everybody else here? Um, and the fat acceptance movement was created by the black and queer women to fight the discrimination and shame they faced due to their weight. And so the body positivity emerged from these roots. Um, yeah, and it's supposed to be saying we accept all shapes and sizes as beautiful. And I think and I think it's been turned into more of if you are larger. Yeah. Then. Not everybody. I'm not saying everybody. No. This is just what I saw in my research that is a lot of concern of. Instead of saying, oh, we're looking at everyone, it's starting to be the ones that we normally in our mind will think of, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Which is why uh, I brought up the fat acceptance, fat yep. pride, fat exactly. liberation. Yep. Great. Wonderful. What about those who are super skinny and can't get weight on them? Mm-hmm. That they need mm-hmm. for sustainability of life. And while I think, and this, again, like we say for every episode, we are not experts. This is our opinion. Yeah, just opinion. <laughs> um, while I think that this body positivity movements and things like that are, whatever you want to call it, are in theory a good idea, I don't think that it's all-inclusive whether or not they mean it to be that way i just think that they are unintentionally leaving out certain people and it's harmful to our minds psyche yeah and i feel like we are doing more harm than good in this supposedly positive Movement. movement yeah and it's sad that our society is doing this to us. Well, you have it's like overcorrecting, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um the other word that I brought up, body neutral, it walks the same line as body positivity but strives to remove the emotional ties and prioritizes the functionality of the body over the appearance of the body. Um, And I think it's focusing on the positives of what your body can do. Even if you don't 
I'm adding this part. Even if you don't have a functioning leg or it's focusing on the fact that you still have functioning arms and you can still move around that way. Um, you know, like looking at the positive, looking at the cup half full, not half empty um, kind of thing. Um, and some believe that the body neutral neutrality. Yeah, that, that, works. Right that sounds so weird. Is <laughs> <laughs> more realistic and it's yes. a preferable goal yes. for those who have struggled with the severe body dissatisfaction, eating disorders, or trauma. And those that are feeling remorse about their bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, And like you said, body dissatisfaction, acute and severe, mm-hmm. eating disorders, trauma, and history of trauma. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that's still there. It's in the shadows. You've gone through it. Um, I, this doesn't kind of a little bit of a tangent but i like tangent i'm trying to say it without revealing too much so i i know of somebody that was diagnosed with cancer and they by the time they were diagnosed it had gone so far because they would not look at their body because of their history of trauma. Yeah. And they wouldn't let anybody else look at their body. Because they're so dissatisfied with their personal body. Personal body. Of course it's their body. <laughs> <laughs> I think experiences add to that too. Not just if you feel good about your body. But like if you think that the resources that you are, have available are like ones that have been traumatic to you in the past, mm-hmm. you're less likely, at least I find that with me, um, to seek out those revenues or those um, resources because in the past they haven't served you well and you felt like mm-hmm. you've had to oh, yeah. fight the whole time. Um, and I think that is just working at the fact that some things are really good at one and some things are really good at the other. And you have to kind of learn to walk that line and gauge appropriately. <laughs> but that's pretty much what life is, right? Is figuring out what works and what works for you, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. So I have a question. And it's a question that I'm asking myself, or at least I asked myself and, and to everyone. It's a twofold question. Um, why does it matter so much what someone looks like? That's what came up to my in my head. Like, why does it matter so much what someone looks like? Why do we, as a collective species, I'm not saying everybody does, just as a collective, right? Do we not value and hold sacred what our bodies are able to do, our abilities, and achieve? To go further, why do why do we not value our intellect more than our appearances and our appearance of those around us and here's the thing it it doesn't matter what we look like it absolutely does not our looks don't matter it doesn't have a difference on how we look and if we're able to be a doctor or scientist it has absolutely no reflection on our looks however somewhere along the way society has put it in our heads that we can be judgmental on that person or you can, I, I don't know where that happened. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if 
media has done that. I don't know if social media has. Oh, I know social media has had a (laughs) play in that, but I don't know where it started. Right. That it's planted that in our head. It's like it it can't be human nature. But then at the same point, it's like it's been around so long. Oh, yeah. That it's become human nature. But why? And even if you want to say, oh, it does not matter what anybody looks like. We're going to love them no matter what. You've always got that little thing in the back of your head that's like. Well, you, you meet a person that challenges that and then you have to learn and grow. Yeah. But it's what you do with those experiences, right? That's a very good question. Two questions you asked. Yeah, it came <laughs> up into my brain and I was just wondering, like, why? Why does it have to matter? And if it's something that matters to you, why? Why does it matter? I, I mean, I, I have never, I, I know that I have a tendency to think a lot different than the people around me. Um, I have my whole life, which has left me on the outside of the popular world. And I'm okay with that, personally. <laughs> I'm okay with that, but. I do, I often have moments where I'm like, I don't understand this, me personally, why something so, I don't want to say petty, because it's not petty, I just, I don't understand it personally. I always look at, how does this person make me feel? Do I feel comfortable around them? Why not? Why do I? Looking at those things. Is it because... Um, have to? Is it because like a coworker? Um, is it because? And then you know you go to the next step with the you know is, are we friends? Are we not friends? Are we acquaintances? Like that's how I like. Is there an intellectual draw to you? Is there a compassionate draw to you? Is there like where are we on that sphere? I don't really look at the other stuff. I I do have a problem with body smells. <laughs> And I try really hard I not to don't because you, I have met the sweetest people that do smell like that. But it's mostly because of how my body reacts. <laughs> like I try really hard not to gag and whatnot. And I know that sounds petty, but. I don't think it is. I th- But I'm not ever rude to them. I don't, you know, <laughs> go away. I'm just like, okay. I have to adjust so that I can have an interaction with this person that's a positive one you never know what happens i'm sure for the most part they don't want to smell like that and if they do i maybe there's a health thing going on i don't want to be that person that's like oh you stink and then they're like well i have xyz and you're like i feel like a heel uh you know i don't know i just i i went down the rabbit hole and all stop talking on that part. Well, and so then a follow-up question that I would have is how can how come we can I don't want to say lecture but advise our friends and say, you know, love yourself the way you are. You're you're fine. You know, you're beautiful. And and lecture all this body I don't want to say positivity, neutrality or whatever. 
But then we're so hard on ourselves. Oh, yeah. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Because I think and I think we've said this before. Or maybe not. Um, Excuse me. I think we have been taught. That we, as in the collective I, you, right, um, can't be trusted. And we are our own worst critics. Oh, absolutely. And we've been taught to be that way, I think. Well, I think it's also human nature. We let our egos in and um, allow them to, you know, talk us out of things that we're supposed to do or beat us down. Um, And I think that's why we have to take the things that when I first started to try to get over talking myself down and I still do, I'm not perfect at it, but I don't do it as much as I, I only do it when I'm really angry (laughs) and hurting. It's my anger is mostly hurting in a, in a certain way, but, um. I started to say, okay, if I was talking to AJ, what would I say to her? Because I love her. I don't want her to hurt. So if I'm talking to a person that I love, and why can't I love myself, what would I say? And I take that into account. So all of those things that I would say to you, I'm saying to myself, projecting it to you in my in my mind but saying it this is this is something i have to receive from myself to me and then you just kind of start okay cut yourself some slack okay you know like you have to it's that inner dialogue that we have mm-hmm. to learn to develop and i think that's part of of loving ourselves you know definitely i know like for me it's something that I'm striving and I think this is something that needs to go not just for one person, but in a whole, as a whole, not in a whole, <laughs> as a whole, um, we need to stop focusing on our ideal appearance. Um, I'm not saying that we negate hygiene and grooming. <laughs> And other <laughs> needs, like if yeah. your fingernails are are curving, that's a problem. You can't grab things as well. Like our bodies should be optimizing. Our bodies are a machine. We are a machine, if you want to put it that way. And the same that you service your your car, well, or should service your car, um, or other things like that. We have to take care of our bodies. We have to well oil them. We have to put in the right fuel for them. We have to, you know, make sure our eyes are functioning like our windshield blades would be functioning. Um, We have to make sure things are a certain way so that we can function optimally. That doesn't mean you can't have hairy legs if you're a woman. Have hairy legs. You're still optimizing how you're working. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to have no hair to be a functioning woman. We're not, you know. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about like you have to make sure you're taking yeah, care the of your overalls. You, know, you want to make sure the essentials are 
always, always take care of yourself. It's these superficial little things that somehow society has yeah. planted in our head that, oh, my gosh, you have to have no hair on your body to be beautiful. Or, really you know, not? your hair has to be perfectly in place. Head on your hair on your head has to be perfect. Be a certain you know? way. If you're yeah. a boy, it has to look this way. If you're a girl, it has yeah. to look this way. If you're over age 50, it has to look this way. If you're mm-hmm. under 20, it has to be this way. Um, I totally, totally off topic, but not, I was watching random, you know, scrolling of stuff that you do when you're just like, I need something, Mm -hmm. but I just, my brain is not shutting down and I just need to focus on nothing right now. And, and I caught this thing where it was an older woman and I I wish I knew her information because I loved what she said, but it was, and I don't think she meant it in a way of. How dare you? I think she was using it as a teaching moment. There was a gal who was younger in her twenty early 20s, and it was saying, Oh, all you older via. She used <laughs> she uses yeah. those bad words. Um you shouldn't be going out in tank tops. You shouldn't have your hair a certain way. Like you shouldn't have it painted blue if you wanted. Um, you shouldn't have like a mini skirt on, you shouldn't da 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 and it's it's not sexy, it's not whatever, and it's not all of these things. And she said, and this is an older lady, um, probably in her late fifties, early sixties, and she had like a tank top on. She was totally like punk rock. It was cool. And she had like she had gray in her hair, but she had like blue tips. It was fun. Love it. And everything. And she was like, we shouldn't be shaming people. We older. And she said the word, right? We older gals, but not gals. Um, We don't care anymore. We have gotten to a point in our life that we're like, you know, this is what I want to wear. This is how I feel good. And I really don't care. And she's like, in a couple of years, when you figure out yourself, you're probably going to regret what you're saying. And um, let me put a word of wise to you. We already, as women, get dumped on by so many things. I... I I do, I feel we do when we don't, okay? I am I always take the far the far left and the far right and I know it's the reality is somewhere in between. <laughs> Balanced out. But I think we're talking collectively as a whole. I think that does happen still where we get dumped on everywhere. We need to start and she brought this up. We need to start lifting other women every age because they're already getting crap from other people you know um i've always that i don't remember how old i was when i decided that this was something that i needed to do um i always go up to a person when i meet them or if I'm standing in line and I, I see something, I always make it a point to say, oh, I really like your hair coloring. Like, it looks fun. Or I love the vibrancy. Like, it just brings summer into my life. Or 
Um, you have a really pretty smile and I'm not trying to <laughs> do whatever. I just, I think you have a really pretty smile. It brings a smile to my face or your beautiful earrings. Like they're so crafty. Did you make them? Um, they're beautiful. Good job or great taste if they didn't make it, you know, because I feel that we always get, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have bought this. Um, you have a dress that has a slit up to your hip if you are that shape that society says is okay to wear it you're sexy and you're um, beautiful but you're also raunchy and you're also a slut um you know if at a certain point right Mm -hmm. or you're a gold digger or you're all of these things um and then on the other spectrum if you're an older woman and you show up in that, they're like, why are you wearing that? That's inappropriate. And you're like, but that's how I feel good, you know, kind of thing. I don't. It's. I think it's the same idea of like wearing leggings. OK, if you feel more comfortable in leggings. And they're the color of a professional slack, because I've seen slacks that hug your body way more than leggings do (laughs) and but you're like you're not allowed to wear that because it's not professional and you're like but then I have to wear a dress all the time and then I have other issues I won't bring up (laughs) that's not a sore topic at all (laughs) but you know what I mean like I anyways I went down another rabbit hole and I'm sorry those are my triggers (laughs) never be sorry this is this is a safe space right Absolutely. Um, uh, but me, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm saying we just we need to with that gal and everything. I'm. We need to focus and shift from where we base our success in health. On how much we weigh or the size that we use, because I, being a costumer, have found that sizes. A true 22 mm-hmm. is no longer a true 22. And that's another thing that's really they frustrating. They put it down to like a size 12. And I'm like, this is not a size 12. Bra- <laughs> different brands will be different sizes. Yeah. And that wrecks your brain. Oh, yeah. Because you'll go in thinking, oh, I'm a size 16 in this. And then another brand, it's a size 24 sorry, or something. Or, and you're like, I'm sorry, and you're what? Like, oh. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying. No, it, but it, it really messes it does, with you. It does. Um, the nice thing, the nice thing that I, with doing costume have learned is take your body measurements and gauge from that. If you want to lose a couple inches, then gauge on the couple inches that you're losing. Not the sizes. Those don't matter. I have put a twig of a person and I shouldn't have said it that way. That's rude. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm rude. I have put a person who is in the body style that society has said is okay and is the ideal um, in a large because an extra small was like the size of her leg. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I think that's also what brings people to have those eating disorders. Okay, well, I'm not going to eat. Well, then are you not eating because your body says I'm not hungry or are you not eating because you you feel you're fat and 
you have to get to this size mentality. You know what I mean? Um, so I think we need to shift those things. I think we need to focus on, is my body healthy? Is it as healthy and as functioning as it can be? Is it the best way for my body to be? Um, do we feel comfortable in our own skin? Ask that question. I think we need to ask that question to ourselves more than we, we need to think of it as this is a person that I need contact every day. For their own well-being, right? You know that friend that you're just like, I just have to make sure they're okay. Uh, we need to tap into that to ourselves every day. Like, do you feel comfortable in your skin? Do you feel comfortable with your body? Do you feel comfortable with the functionality of it? If you don't, what can you do to better it? If you do, great. Fantastic. But it's not always the outside that we're looking at. And asking about, we have to do it for both sides, the inside and outside. Inside our brains, outside our brain. Inside our bodies, outside of our bodies. Um, and, and check in. I think that's part of loving yourself. Um, and taking the time, and I know this is really hard because we have, and I know we've said this a couple of times in our past two episodes, is something that needs to be individualized. Our, our food intake our exercising, our clothes, everything is cookie cutter, right? And like I have broad shoulders and most of my shirts are tight here because I have broader shoulders and I have bigger boobs. So the shirts that actually fit well everywhere else, I can't wear. So I have to buy bigger clothes and then I look like a rag doll, <laughs> in my opinion how I've been raised and we have to take it from where we've been raised and all of the inputs that we have and there's a lot of programming that we've had all throughout our life and a lot of ingrainment and those things have to be uprooted you know they're inrooted in us they're so deep they're like down into like our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents that we don't even take a moment to think about and we have to start de deconstructing and I think that goes into like our meditation. We have social media talking to us. We have advertisement talking to us. We have our culture talking to us, our society, not just our culture, but our society talking to us. We have our friends who accidentally call us a twig. <laughs> they don't do it because they mean any bad things, though. <laughs> you know and what I mean? Some people it's think it's wired. a compliment. Yeah. They're like, like, oh, you're so skinny, you know. And then, and then they might be like, yeah, because I have been sick for the past three months and I feel like crap. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bad diet. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, our friends, our family, like, and I, I don't think it's on purpose. Well, I think most of the time yeah. it's not on purpose. It's just that programming that we're talking about. So we have to take it upon ourselves. And I know we said this before. We have to, who's the first person that's going to invest? Who's the person that's going to invest the most on you? Who's the person that's going to bring about change? It starts with you. Absolutely. Um, and you can have encouragements and you can have support and you can have all those things. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter 
if you're not willing to do it. I I personally think um, taking the time to, to get over those programmings and and to sit with yourself and and see where you, you know, where you live with it. I know when I first, and I'm going to jump out of the topic of loving yourself for a second, but when I jumped out of the religion I grew up in, um, and the first time I had a cup of coffee, I literally was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hell. Because <laughs> I didn't mean great. Because it was there. You. And then I was like, wait a second. It is a drink. It is not a huge deal. If I want to drink coffee, I can drink coffee. If I find that coffee doesn't work for my body, I don't have to drink it. Like, it's not a big deal. It is a beverage. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. It's the same about, I'm not condoning using drugs. I'm not. I'm just saying. Drugs are drugs. They are not good. They are not bad. It is what you do with them. And I think we give so much weight to these things, these objects. They're objects. They're tools or resources when used appropriately. But they are also weapons or ways of bonding people when used inappropriately. But it goes back to our mental health, I think. Um, I think it's also being aware. You know, we talked about that. Like, the first point is recognition. Being aware and, and taking the time. And I think that's really hard in a world that is a thousand, million, trillion, zillion miles per hour. In a second, you have to accomplish so much in your day by society standards to be, I don't want to say worthy, but it's the feeling of to be worthy, right? Yeah. To be accomplished, you have to be running ragged. And that is not at all how you are, can be successful. But it's taking the moments and saying, okay, you know what? I'm a, I don't have to do this. If I do this right now, I'm not going to succeed. But if I take the second and I deconstruct everything that I need to deconstruct and put in the healthy parts in and and take the time to work through those triggers and those shadows, um, we become more successful and, and we become happier. And it's no longer an issue. It's no longer with that weight. I know it sounds easier than said than done. Oh, but yeah. I think the things that are worth, I think the things that will keep us healthy, the things that will keep us strong, the things that are most beneficial are the things that are harder to achieve, that take something from you. Does that make sense? Yes. Whether it takes like your laziness or your, <laughs> I don't want to say lazy. People aren't lazy. I think no. it's fear. I think it's procrastination because you're fearful of whatever you have to go overcome. You don't want to take apart everything because there's scary stuff in there. It's like, this is going to be really gross. I'm sorry. It's like the biology class where you had to take like the owl hair clump of bone. I had to. Instead of dissecting a frog, we dissected a hairball from an owl. What the? Yeah. Ew. You have to go through and you have to go through the, the hair and you find all these bones and you're just like, oh my gosh. That, 
this is gross. Not sound pleasant at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's that's what it is. It's taking that and and going into the yucky gross. The yucky gross inside us. And nobody wants to do that because you're trying to forget the yucky gross to get over things. But you gotta it's, you gotta go down there. Sometimes it takes hard oh not sometimes a lot. Almost all the time it takes hard work and it takes almost tearing yourself down a little bit to build yourself back up. And you yeah. have to find what works for you. Because Absolutely. not everybody is the same. And yes, we may have the same body parts. Yes. But, but what works for you might not work for me. Yeah. And I'm seeing a pattern here. But mm. <laughs> But we can be there for each other. We can support each other and we can love each other no matter what. Yeah. It, you didn't achieve your goal today. That's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. Why, and, and asking those questions, those hard questions. Why? Hold each other accountable. Why didn't you achieve it? And it's okay what that happened? you didn't. No. Yeah. Like, it's not like a scolding. Why didn't Why? you do this? Okay. What happened? It, what happened? How can we fix this? Is it that we need to, you know, find foods that you can eat? Is it is it that we um, need to get you the mental output that you can? Is it that you're going, going, going and you're not taking a break? I think we've gotten, the three of us mm -hmm. have gotten pretty good at saying, are you resting like yeah. you're supposed to? <laughs> and usually the other person's like, no. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing that has changed my outlook on how body acceptance, I guess I want to say. Yeah. Because um, I am very hard on myself. Um, because, yes, I am one of those people that does not look like how I look. I'm not at the he a healthy weight that's the first thing that when I go to a doctor's appointment, oh, any complaint that I have, lose weight. So <laughs> that's a, the whole nother tangent. First thing is, I'll, oh, I'll take it up. Lose weight, you know. <laughs> I'll take up that tangent. Um, but, and I used to be, I still am, but I used to be very, very negative on myself. And I would say it out loud. And then my, I realized that my son, who is, who is now 13, I have a teenager. Welcome to teenagehood. <laughs> but when it started, it chair, started years ago, I realized that he was listening and he heard it. And I started noticing that he starts to say it. He was starting to be saying on himself and he still does a little bit, but not as much. And I realized that, oh, crap, I can't be saying these things out loud. But you shouldn't be saying them inside. Too. I know. I know. That's me. I'm working on because it. I love you. I am saying working that on to it. you. I am working on it. Um, but I realized that I had to change some things. And because you don't know who's listening, you don't know who's watching you. Well, it's not just who's listening. You're saying it to you. You're listening. <laughs> You're um, listening to yourself. From, from being in uh, 
at one point a very emotional abusive dot 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 mm-hmm. relationship and i even said this out loud to somebody who started to do that i don't know if they still do but um what you hear over and over even if you know it to not be true in the beginning you start to believe it you will start to doubt yourself and you will start to believe it Mm -hmm. oh you're not a woman enough or you're not whatever enough um And especially if it's coming from you, you are your own keeper. You're your own keeper for what you put in your mouth and what comes out of your mouth. You are your own keeper for what comes into your head and you allow space on the stage, if you want to put it that way. And what you are like, nope, I am not allowing this. And you don't have to be 100% at it. it. It is a muscle that you learn and takes time. It takes our whole lifetime. It takes different moments. We could have a mastery one day and the next day be completely lost. We can have years that we're masters at it and then completely lost but it boils down to you um i i want to put in a sculpture that i found in my like little research um and i can't say it in swedish but I'm really glad Wait, they... you didn't learn Swedish with this. <laughs> it looks really cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was really glad that they had the title of it um, underneath it. But so it was inter- interesting sculpture, if I can talk, of two women, one very thin. And I, I want to say it was more of like skeleton thin, like unhealthy. You're like, something's wrong. Um, And the other super obese. And they're standing across from each other. And so are are two extremes, right? Two body extremes. Because how are you going to put everything in that, right? You only have so much sidewalk. You can put your sculpture. They're bronze. They were beautiful. And um, they were naked. They were naked women. I think they, I don't remember if there was censoring of private areas. I I don't remember that part. But um, it was just out of the museum. Um, in Sweden and it was constructed in 2005 um, and the name of it is in English I am thinking of myself and it made me think of two things first I have been I don't want to say super skinny because I've never been super skinny in my life but I have been thinner and I have been more obese in my life and I have found that you can be too skinny and you can be too big for your your body structure mm-hmm. and it's finding and learning to find th- those two things but you're also having to learn to find those two things at different age groups because what i could do as a high schooler i cannot do as a 40 year old and i'm sure as when i get older 
and watching like my grandma and things like that. What I could do now doesn't mean I can do that later. So before I was like, oh, I have forever. Now I'm like, I have right now to figure this out for me right now. <laughs> but that's aside from the point. Um, I found it very sad that um, there's been a lot of controversy of this sculpture. Um, and some people um, decided to take that out and doing vandalism to both structures. Um, body structures there that they had to like fix it in 2006 but and i didn't see that that it ever happened again but it was by um an artist marion lindbergh de gear i think is how you say it that's how i say it in english sorry if it butchered your name but um i also thought the message was very poetic um and beautiful essentially the the theme of it is to demonstrate to modern society its obsession with outward outwardly appearance and i think the message you know when you're you're talking to somebody and you're like this happens and then you do that like when you're trying to like put up your boundaries and you're like when this happens like you say this and i feel this way and they're like well i don't do that and you're like Case in point. message <laughs> case in point i think it's the same thing it's to, it it was put there to demonstrate what our obsession was and it was so hard for some that they have vandalized it they destroyed somebody's work and it made me think of the people who are trying to better themselves and and I do it to tea sometimes, but I I mean, when people are like, well, okay, fine, I'll take a cookie. And I'm like, no, if you don't want a cookie, I'm just teasing you. You don't need a cookie, <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of thing. I find it interesting that instead of, and I, and I think this older woman was trying to say this, instead of pushing people up and supporting them and then taking a leaf out of their booklet, a lot of the times, society as a collective, I'm not talking uh, down to individuals, try to pull them back down. And not just pull them down, but push them down. And I think when we see a person who is trying to work through those things, such as going to a gym, because they feel like that might be something for them. And we're like, oh, they look disgusting. And I've I've seen those. I know we all have seen those things where this person said this and it shames them. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Because at that point, you should have been like, let me show you how to do this. So they come back the next day and the next day if it's for them. Right. And match you because at that point i'm gonna put it this way oh sorry i totally just hit the table <laughs> i'm gonna put it this way at um i was at i don't know where i was just somebody had brought this up 
and it was this it was a point of view from a person giving an experience he was a bigger guy he just he got caught up in work right we're at work more than we are at home most of the time if we're working in a traditional style he got caught up with work and he was a younger guy so he, you know he was trying to find somebody to you know be his his partner in life as we all seek to not be alone and um he was confiding in one of his mentors and the next day this really beautiful girl in his eyes right this really beautiful girl shows up who's a runner and just starts running like if you want a date with me here we go and off they went and of course the first time he was like i didn't even make it like down the stairs i was just like okay bye (laughs) kind of thing but the next day she came and the following day she came and finally he had like the appropriate tools to do it and um he was the he was in good shape and he was the you know bee's knees i'm gonna say it that way um in his eyes and um the next day girl who he was like whoa not who expected all out of shape all of these things knocked on his door and he ran (laughs) and same thing so he then became the person that was the ideal that's how we need to be instead of saying there's not enough room for you at the table here pull up a chair because there is um in in hamilton um at the very towards the end the burr character he says you know i should have realized there was a room for us both i'm paraphrasing but there was room for us both both are ideals and i think we have to remember that too but for me loving myself oh excuse me i totally jumped this what does it mean to love yourself When someone asks you, do you love yourself? What stirs within you? Wow. That's a. I don't know how to answer that question. That's a deep question. It is. It's a deep question. This is a deep subject. I feel like. Okay. I'm going to be patient. My ADHD is like, whoa. You're like, answer the question, darn it. (laughs) I'm just teasing. (laughs) Because you know I struggle with this. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's why I came up with the question. (laughs) And I didn't know you were going to ask this question. (laughs) Although, I mean, I told her she can look at my notes anytime. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to start doing it. Yeah, now. <laughs> I'm going to do this so that I can be prepared for these out of left. I was all entranced in your story about. 
Mwah. And I was like, oh, maybe I, I don't want to start running, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't run. <laughs> My knees I wouldn't be able swim. to handle that. I'll, I'll swim any day. I'll walk any day, but mm-mm, no, can't run. If I'm running, you better be running too. <laughs> do I love myself? What do I love about myself? What comes up? What comes out of your head? This is a safe space. You told me that. Yes. I love. Well, are you, are you talking about physically or just in general? All of the above. Because I, Everything. I love that I am the best mother that I can be to my child. <laughs> okay. That's a good start. Absolutely. Um, and I love that I am learning to take care of my body. And that I am so trying. You, that you're adaptable and that you're willing. Yes. I like it. For me. And I'm going to read what I wrote because I had to think this through. Yeah, you had more time than me. Ah. You weren't put on the spot. <laughs> Evil laugh. <laughs> Anyways, for me, loving myself means that I love who I am. And it's not something that I have. This part's off of what I wrote. It's not something... That I think I've always had. I've had to work for it. Especially at different points. Like I think when I was younger. It came easily. Because I didn't think about it. And after what I call. My traumatic eye opening experience. It changed. And I had to start telling myself. You are loved. Even if it's by you. And sometimes you say it and you don't believe it. And then just like we talked about before, if you say it enough, you start believing it. But. And it's not just saying I love who I am. It's it's saying the goods, the bads and the uglies, the things in the shadows down deep in the depths, darkness. I'm not saying that it means that you are a narcissist. And or self-centered, where you put yourself above everyone. It means that I strive and I don't. Anyways, it means that I strive with all my being to take care of myself as I would my child. My husband, my animals, my baby plants. A stranger. In all the forms. Meaning emotional, mental, physical. And I think emotional and mental are two different things. They're tied together. They're very nice. They're wound together, but they're different branches. Emotional, mental, physical, and even spiritual. I recognize that there are those who do not believe in a spiritual system. But I feel that one at least must recognize that they, inside them, have an inner self with dialogue and thought that should not be dismissed, that needs to be tended to, and they alone are able to cultivate it for their well-being. To love myself means that I listen inside and outside of my body, mind, spirit, and consciousness. It means that I care enough to cut myself, which 
I have not always been able to do and struggle myself to do, but cut myself some slack and allow myself both the good and the bad and especially the uglies to be loved. I think it also means that I will put in the time and effort it takes to overcome the obstacles I have in my life in terms of my overall health and well-being. That's what I think. I 100% agree with that. It's a very layered, complex... I think it took me about 20, 30 minutes to come up with that. (laughs) Uh, With everything else, you know? It's a throwdown. It's a challenge. We've got something for you. So our challenge, if you're all right with me moving to that. Challenge for growth. Boom, boom, boom. Take some time to truly love yourself. Think of your best friend or someone who is so very special and do for you what would what you would do for them, if that makes sense. Treat yourself the way you would treat your friend. If you don't know, if you don't know what you would do for yourself, put that in, into perspective. What would you do for your best friend? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it to you. Whether it's take yourself out to a movie, go to, you know, when I was single, and I do this sometimes now, even being married i i take myself out to lunch or i would take myself out to a dinner and it and the scary single mom would take myself out to something that wasn't a little bit more of an ouch because i love really good food but really good food costs a lot of money Mm -hmm. so i would take myself out and i would go get a yummy food and glass of wine and just be of course it's always funny when people are like are you expecting anyone else nope <laughs> nope no just me myself 100%. and i percent a date with myself thank you um and then go to a movie or you know wherever you go for a walk if you want to go for a walk but like have a date night with yourself whatever that looks like you don't have to go out you can go in but whatever you need to do You've heard enough about us. Let's get a little bit from you. Here's your Q&A and your polls. Sip your tea. Let's chat a while. My uh, question for y'all, because we'd like to hear from you, is what have you learned to appreciate? Or what would you be lost without about you? Ooh. That's a thinker. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a harder topic, so we got to go a little harder. Yeah, I like it. But, so do something for yourself that shows love, you know. And um, even if it's go get a pedicure, I don't know, pick it out. And then what have you learned about yourself that you would be lost without? Because I think that starts the train of positivity that we were talking about like true positivity if you look at yourself and you're like oh 
I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. That's what you're always going to see. But if you phrase it, I love my eyes. I love the depth of color in them. I love that I have smile lines because it means I smile. Not that I have wrinkles, but think of it. I love that I have smile lines because it shows that I smile. Um, and I even have them up here in my eyeballs because they, yeah. it's that big. Um, I have, I saw a post once on Pinterest. This was like a long time ago. I'm old enough to say I know when it came around to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was one of the first. No, just kidding. I was not far behind one of the first. <laughs> But it had a thing, and it was a woman with stretch marks, and it, they called them tiger marks. Tiger, yep. <coughs> Excuse me. And I love that I have tiger marks because it shows that I have lived life, that I've had children that I love, that I, I've enjoyed too many cookies at some point. <laughs> And they you were live life. They're they enjoying were life. Glorious cookies. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that I'm able to work through those things, right? They're battle scars, but they're beautiful. And I think we need to remember that. They're beautiful. My tiger marks are very different than other people's. They're my own. And I earned every single one. It's like my gray hair. My silver hair that's coming in. I earned every single strand. Um, so talk about it. Put it in our comment section on our social media. Go to our website. Email us. And we'll have that information for you always. And with that, we love you. We're grateful for you. Have a blessed day. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for hanging with AJ and A-Ray. We hope we've brought a little fun, sass, and joy into your lives. For more information about our episodes, us, and what we may be up to, please visit our website at wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. That's wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. If you enjoyed this episode, Please like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cheers to womanhood. Ciao. Thank you for your support of our podcast. Original music composition written and performed by Gregory Anderson and used with permission from Anderson Media.